This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about fennel. And it's been a super educational one for me. Because I literally did not know what it was when you suggested it, Lauren. Oh, wow. I would like, like, really? Like, oh my God. Okay. So, A, I promise that you've had it. I believe I, you. Yeah. I promise that you have, you've probably had the, the, the vegetable part of it and you've definitely had the spice part of it. And this explains your confusion when I, when I suggested the topic as an uh, alternate to anise. Which, um, which a lovely listener wrote in requesting, and I started looking into it, and there is so, so much like etymological historical confusion between anise and star anise, and like or star anise. How do you? I've always said star anise, but it's anise. Anyway, um, yeah, there's the even beyond my pronunciation <laughs> confusion. Mm-hmm. Like, the words historically have been mixed up a lot. And so I was like, not today, Satan, um, but let's do fennel. Um, And Annie was like, okay. (laughs) I literally could not have told you anything about it. I did not know what it was. I was like, it could be an herb. It could be a plant. I don't know. I don't know. But when seeing pictures of it, I was like, okay, I've seen that before. Yeah. 
It's it's in grocery stores. It's it's fairly common, and gosh, I love it. Um, uh, I love I love uh, licorice flavored things in, in in general, and like like a thin sliced fennel root, like fennel bulb salad, um, with um with supreme citrus. Oh gosh, one of my favorite things on the whole planet. That does sound delicious. It's one of those things where I'm like, I can't really, I have no. Play like context or what that would huh. be, but it sounds really good. <laughs> I'm into it. Well, um, I guess this brings us to our question. Yes. Fennel. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, uh, uh, fennel is a vegetable in the carrot family. Um, Apiaceae, I think. Uh, yeah, um, it's known for its anise flavor. The botanical name is a uh, Phoeniculum vulgare, and it grows uh, a, a varyingly thick white bulb above ground, um, about the size of an onion. And like an onion, each layer of that bulb is a support structure for a stalk um, that that shoots up from that bulb with a spray of these tiny feathery green leaves that uh, that looks like a like like dill kind of, and it is related to dill. And closely enough that I have seen this warning on gardening blogs: you you should not plant dill and fennel next to each other because they might cross-pollinate and you could wind up with uncertain flavors. You don't cross the streams. Unless cross- there's a marshmallow giant, <laughs> then you do. Then you do. Then you do. But otherwise, mm-hmm. no. Otherwise, don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the Those stalks will also send off flowers. Um, these pretty little sprays, like like kind of like little fireworks, um, that will develop these small oblong seeds that are, that are pointy on both ends, about the size of like a narrow sesame seed, something in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these parts, the bulb, the stalks, the leaves, the flowers, the seeds, are all edible and are all used in various cuisines. Um, the bulbs and stalks are juicy and tender, sort of like celery, um, and taste a uh, vegetal and bitter and a little bit sweet. Um, you can use them raw, um, like in salads, or or roast them on their own, or cook them into dishes. The leaves taste a uh, brighter and are a really great garnish. Uh, the the seeds have more of like a warm earthiness and are used either whole or ground as a spice to flavor both savory and sweet dishes. And uh, and yeah, all have at least a little of that um kind of bittersweet anise twinge like 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 licorice and uh lauren bought a little show and tell for me uh yeah yeah i have seeds. a little jar of, of fennel seeds from my cupboard um uh which i chewed on some of while i was writing this outline oh there you go yeah i'm definitely gonna yeah. seek this out now that i know what it is <laughs> oh oh i look forward to you experimenting with it oh fennel salad really it's it's okay. it's aces and some of the recipes i found while i was writing this outline were oh they looked so good it was a very hungry outline okay i'm excited i'm excited yeah okay i'll i'll send you some links okay mm-hmm. um <laughs> There are uh, at least five varieties of fennel that have been bred for for sweetness or bitterness or the size of the bulb or whatever it is that people are looking for. It does also grow wild um, and can be super invasive. Also, apparently, swallowtail butterflies really like it. Oh. Well, there you go. Swallowtail butterflies. 
Uh-huh. Um, around the Mediterranean, uh, fennel is often used as a vegetable to accompany fish dishes um, and as a spice in breads and cakes and candies. The spice is often used in sausage, especially like Italian-style fresh sausage, like sweet Italian sausage. Um, it's a primary flavor ingredient in. Um, it shows up in ferments like sweet pickles and sauerkraut. It's part of the flavoring in Sambuca. Um it goes really well with tomato and can just give like an extra something-something to, to a lot of sauces and roasts. Got to have that extra something-something. You do. <laughs> um, <laughs> fennel seed also shows up in most recipes for Chinese five spice, which is not literally five spices, um, but rather indicates a blend of the five flavors. The five flavors. Mm-hmm. Wait, we should, do, we should do a whole episode on that. It's definitely worthwhile. Oh, Okay. And in Indian cuisines, um, the seeds may be used uh, whole to season rice. They show up in, like, spiced tea blends and in curries. Um, They're sometimes chewed as a breath freshener, especially after a meal. Um, And you may have seen in in Indian restaurants near the cash register, like, a little dish of candied fennel seeds that you're meant to take a little scoop of and and chew as, yeah, just a nice little after-meal thing. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> um, fennel is also a popular toothpaste flavor outside of the United States. Hmm. Well, as I you find know. it's strange as a toothpaste, but um, but oh, but you have the mint thing. I know. You should totally try fennel toothpaste. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I need a solution. I've been dealing with this for years, and I'm just <laughs> too lazy to seek out. <laughs> Something else. So, all right. Fennel toothpaste, uh, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have a tube in my house. My roommate brought Do it back. Do you really? From, yeah, from the Netherlands, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, what about the nutrition? I mean, you know, as as with anything, it depends on what you do with it. But fennel unto itself is good for you. You know, it's it's a vegetable. It's low in calories, high in flavor, lots of fiber and vitamins and minerals, all that good stuff. Um, fennel has also been used medicinally forever, pretty much. Um, and research does indicate the compounds in fennel may be antibacterial, antifungal, and anti-inflammatory. It is especially often used um, to help relieve uh, stomach or gut pains, and research has shown that it may help relax those muscles if they're cramping. So, like if you're gassy or something like that, then um, it can help you just 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 chill out, just chill out, <laughs> and relieve some of that pain. As always, um, human bodies are complicated. More research needs to be done before incorporating a medicinal dose of anything into your diet. Check with the doctor. Or other medical professional. <laughs> the saver motto. <laughs> um, we have a couple numbers for you. Uh, the U.S. imports most of its commercial fennel seeds from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Egypt is the top exporter of fennel in general, um, but India is the top producer and the top importer. Um, global production is over a million tons a year. Wow. All right, mm-hmm. fennel. All right, fennel. <laughs> Uh, and fennel's got some interesting history to go with it. It does. Uh, but before we get into that, we are going to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. 
So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, uh, fennel, 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 fennel. It's one of those words fennel. that every time I say it, I'm like, is this correct? <laughs> fennel most likely originated in Southern Europe and the Mediterranean, which is in Southern Europe, but uh, uh, a long time ago, a long time ago. I had a hard time finding more info than that. I feel like it probably exists, and maybe I was misgoogling, as you say, Lauren, but <laughs> it was not in the top, like, 20 search results, so. I, I couldn't find anything more specific either, um, yeah. but just... It's been around for a minute. It's been around for a minute. Ancient Egyptians used fennel medicinally and culinarily. Ancient Romans often ate it raw. And the Epicurus included a recipe for eating it alongside boiled melon. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. The ancient okay. Chinese used it for snake bites. Um, in Greek mythology, fennel stalk housed the fire Prometheus smuggled to humans. What? Yeah. Yeah. And huh. in 490 BCE, when Phippides of Athens ran 150 miles to Sparta over two days to drum up soldiers for the upcoming Battle of Marathon and Persia, he carried a stock of fennel. And yes, this is where the marathon, the race, uh, comes from. In some stories, the battle was fought on a field of fennel. And perhaps because of this, fennel came to symbolize victory. Huh. The word fennel does come from the Latin word from the plant, um, which I probably mispronounced earlier. It's now used as that genus name. Um, and that word itself came from the Latin word for hay. People think maybe because both have kind of a strong, like like warm, grassy kind of scent. So I can see that. 
see yeah. that. Uh, British poet Robert Browning in the 19th century wrote about Marathon, Fight I shall with our foremost, wherever this fennel may grow. Pippides proclaimed, little did he know the run from Marathon to Athens would be his last, as, like wine through clay, joy in his blood bursting his heart, he died the bliss. <laughs> I don't think that's how it was meant to be read, oh. but that is how I read it, so. I, you know, Robert Browning isn't here to tell you not to. That's true. Although, <laughs> if I have a poet haunting me later, I will have some inkling as to okay. who it is. All right. Ooh, a poet <laughs> haunting you. I love that idea immediately. Okay. I <laughs> I love the idea of it. I would not want it happening to me. Poets are, and I say this as like a former poetry human, um, mm-hmm. poets are maudlin. And <laughs> yes. Uh, they'd, they'd be real good at haunting, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't want it to happen, but I like the idea of kind of silly, like, <laughs> here I am to scare you through and through, like, you know, silly yeah, poems. Yeah, like like in, in iambic, yeah, yeah, sure, totally. Exactly. It would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. <laughs> um, throughout history, fennel has been used to uh, lose weight. It's been used for fasting during Lent to induce menstruation and lactation, and yep, as an aphrodisiac. Um, yeah, and so people have used it for a long time for their breath and also as a flavoring for gin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, a lot of those a lot of those medicinal things have also been used for um for livestock as well. I know that it's been used to treat um cows having lactation problems for a long time. Hmm. Yeah. Our old pal Pliny the Elder listed 22 fennel remedies, but not heaven forbid for a toothache. No. no. He claimed a man who packed a rotten tooth with fennel jumped off a cliff. Oh. Uh, well, de- definitely don't do that. No. Okay, check. <laughs> yeah. You know, correlation, causation, arguments <laughs> can be made. But this, uh, he's very adamant that you shouldn't do it. Uh, many sure. other <laughs> famous ancient thinkers uh, believed fennel stimulated blood flow. Mm-hmm. And honestly... It's been used for all kinds of things. I feel like you could just randomly think of a, a medical ailment and fennel at yeah. some point was used for it. Yeah. In ancient Cyrene, which was a Greek colony in North Africa, which is uh, where modern-day Libya is, uh, there was mm-hmm. a giant, now extinct varietal of fennel named Silphium, uh, and it made people... So much money, like fortunes. Huh. Yeah, it was so important to the economy there. It appeared on coins, sometimes alongside an image of a woman suggestively gesturing towards her genitals. Huh. And that might be because it was popularly viewed as a contraceptive, uh, an ancient equivalent to the morning after pill. Some hmm. science postulates that it actually might have worked to an extent. Another relative of fennel, asafetida, was used as a less effective replacement for this giant uh, varietal of fennel. The nickname for this plant was Devil's Dung. <laughs> Devil's Dung. Hmm. Yep, that's because the smell is so bad, Lauren. Uh, in the <laughs> early 20th century, some viewed this as a cure for everything because nothing, oh, nothing, would come near it because it smelled so badly in their minds, including, according to the U.S. Pharmacopoeia, 
the 1918 flu. Spanish flu would not come near it. Some poor school children were made to wear satchels of of this stuff around their necks to keep away all kinds of things, all kinds of bacteria, illnesses. Ooh, that must have really smelled badly. Yeah, devil's dung. What a name. It's evocative, right? (laughs) It is, it is. Uh, During the 700 CE, Charlemagne pushed fennel as an essential for every imperial garden. Uh, Fennel seeds were one of the spices traded along the Silk Road, which solidified its use in cuisines from China through India, the Middle East, the Mediterranean, and up into Europe. Speaking of Europe, Europeans during the Middle Ages might have hung fennel over their doorways as a protection against witches and evil spirits. And at at some point um, in in Italy, fennel became a symbol of uh, flattery and and foppishness. Um, And the Italian word for it, finocchio, I I believe is slang for gay. Yeah. Like gay as in homosexual, yeah. Listeners, write in if you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Colonial Americans might have hung fennel in windows to air out enclosed spaces in the spring, though Thomas Jefferson grew it and well-known American literary horticulturist Bernard Mamehan uh, mentioned it in 1806. It was pretty rare until the 1890s, and even then it was mostly found in cities. During the 19th century, the bulbous stalk of dwarf fennel became popular in some places as a vegetable, and it was used in, in the same way celery was, largely. Yeah, and and I would say that it is one of those um, vegetables that became very popular in America in the 70s and 80s as part of that um, greater focus on on home cooking, but with with a with a slightly slightly refined bent. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah I would even though I say this as someone who literally didn't know what it is. <laughs> I would imagine that right now as there is, uh, well, maybe not right right now because we're in a pandemic, but like hmm, in uh-huh. general, as people are focused on perhaps more local ingredients and uh, experimenting with newer ingredients, I would think that fennel is having a bit of a, a resurgence. I've seen, I've seen it on a lot of menus around town. Um yeah. Largely largely in a salad kind of capacity, where, again, it is delightful. I got to try it. It just, it just adds this just really nice, like, light sweetness to, to dishes. That's, that's and, a, and a good crunch. It's really pleasant. I do love a good crunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my <laughs> primary favorite things about popcorn, which is one of my very favorite foods. I like the crunch. Mm-hmm. The, crun- the crunch is key. The crunch is key. And you know what? Cereal, crunchy. I've got a crunch thing. <laughs> That's okay. That's, I mean, most humans do. It's, it's pleasurable. It's nice. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> I, I, but now I'm thinking like, why? Like, is there any research into, into why we like the crunch? Is it, is it like, are we like, like, oh yes, we crunch the skulls of our enemies between our teeth. Or, <laughs> I, you know, my I mind know. went there first as well, and I love that that's where <laughs> both of our minds went first. Uh, there is research on it, and I've read it, but I cannot offer more than that. You can't so that remember really right now. It doesn't help yeah. at all, but it exists. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when we were talking about, like, Doritos or something like that, that's something that I read about. Yeah. Um, but You're engaging yeah, more yeah. senses, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, future episodes. There you go. There you go. Yes. Yes. Why crunchy? It'll be a whole thing. Why um, crunchy? <laughs> yes. Well, that is perhaps obviously mm. <laughs> all that we have to say about fennel right now. <laughs> yes. But we do have listener mail for you. We do. And we will get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. Big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with I gotta say, it's hard to do one for something you're very unfamiliar with. <laughs> I was, I was thinking real hard. <laughs> I was half expecting you to do like listener mail. <laughs> I tried to uh, capture the shape, like it's kind of yeah, fr- fronds up here and a bulb down at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I followed. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> You're you're good, Lauren. You 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 you're on my wavelength, and I always appreciate it. I I have a lot of practice. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Savannah wrote, "Just listened to your mustard and sauerkraut episodes, and knew I had to write. I have been to the mustard museum in Middleton. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't have any pictures to share, but believe me, it is amazing." The Cross, Wisconsin has a huge Oktoberfest every year, canceled this year, where you can sample many traditional mustards and sauerkrauts. Another listener wrote in about you visiting the one in Cincinnati. And if you ever go visit, you should come to Oktoberfest here while you're in the Midwest. 
I would love to show you my beautiful city and tell you all about the best food places. A quick note about your Kool-Aid episode. I believe it was Annie who wanted a Kool-Aid Cthulhu crossover, and I have delivered. I did not make this, but here's a link to a site where you can buy Cthulhu shirts or other merchandise. Also, it's excellent. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) I was so sad listening to your salt and pepper shaker episode because I have a very large collection of kitschy salt and pepper shakers. Unfortunately, they are all packed up because we were going to move but didn't, and I don't want to unpack everything. My favorite set is a ceramic fish and pan, the fish holding the salt and the pan (laughs) holding the pepper. The fish sits on the pan like it is being fried. I wish I could send you pictures because I know you would find them delightful. Instead, I am sending a picture of my St. Bernard named Kingsley after Kingsley Shacklebolt from Harry Potter, of course. (laughs) Also very solid picture. Well, we'll take both salt and pepper shakers and uh, pet pictures always. Always, 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 always. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And all the (laughs) Kool-Aid, man. A lot of you have been sending Cthulhu-Aid, but also, like, we're not the only ones who think he's creepy, it it turns out. (laughs) He is a villain in multiple aspects and multiple mediums. Uh, Uh, So, we were on to something, Lauren. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not our fault. I mean, this is... (laughs) We were picking up something that's just clearly there. Right, right. Mm-hmm. We did not invent this. No. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Amanda wrote, I'm a little slow in writing to you, but at the end of your recent-ish Oregano and Marjoram episode, a listener, a writer, I believe their name was, but I'm not quite certain what you said, mentioned all the consumables from the Fallout video game universe and was super excited to hear from a fellow Fallout fan. I thought you guys, of all people, might appreciate our dedication to the Fallout series, and I would like to hear about our recent-ish, uh, oops, this was apparently two years ago, haha, endeavor, <laughs> to celebrate the latest Fallout game's launch. My husband and I spent a month or so crafting decorations to turn our family room into the opening scene of the game, uh, Fallout 76, uh, the Reclamation Day party, and preparing a menu with everything I could think of how to emulate in real life. The menu included... <laughs> Roasted death claw, an entire prime rib. The, hus- the husband insisted this was absolutely necessary. Instamash, mashed potatoes. Tato, a tomato provincial. Carrots, rainbow carrot sticks, because it's always good to eat a vegetable. Yum yum deviled eggs, uh, deviled eggs dyed a, wee- a weird green color. Dandy boy apple apples, uh, apple chips. Mole rat chunks, uh, breaded pork bites. Iguana bites, chicken kebabs. Uh, fancy lad snack cakes, uh, chocolate-coated marshmallow cookie dessert cakes. Sugar bombs, puppy chow, a uh, uh, Chex cereal coated in chocolate then tossed in an icing sugar. Nuka-Cola, Sunset Sarsaparilla, and Nuka-Cola Quantum. Relabeled glass bottle Coke, root beer, and a sea picture and Kool-Aid sidebar at the end regarding Nuka-Cola Quantum. Okay, so put a pin in that, (laughs) y'all. If you're familiar with the game series, these are very iconic food items throughout the series. This also included setting up four TVs and four PS4s so we could all take turns trying out the game together. Uh, It's an MMO. We did, however, run into some, uh, some internet issues trying to run four game consoles off of our usually adequate but not stellar Wi-Fi. It was pretty amazing. But even though there were like 10 of us, because a whole prime rib is kind of large, we ended up having to eat leftover roast beef for like a week afterwards. But there are worse things in life. Uh, Kool-Aid sidebar regarding your recent episode. My favorite Kool-Aid recipe is taking an envelope of the unsweetened powder. Uh, My fave is the ice blue because blue drinks are the best. 
place your finger over the bottom of a not super narrow funnel. Uh, A large piping bag tip works well too. Pour the envelope of Kool-Aid into the funnel. Very carefully and quickly, emphasis on the quickly, position the funnel over an open two liter bottle of Sprite or 7-Up. Release your finger, dumping the powder into the pop. You have about four seconds to get the cap back onto the bottle before the whole thing turns into an artificially colored volcano, which is just as messy as you are imagining it to be. Definitely a very exciting drink to make. (laughs) Then, once everything is secure, flip the bottle a few times to mix everything up a little and refrigerate until party time. It's a very fun party drink. I used to make batches of it and bring it to all the parties. Alas, the unsweetened Kool-Aid envelopes are no longer available in Canada, but people do bring them up from the States and sell them at an upcharge. Usually at fancy candy stores, but they're much harder to find, and I'm no longer 20-something, so it's been a while since I've made some. (laughs) We'll need to find some Kool-Aid packets and make a batch again. Bringing it back to Fallout, I did use an ice blue Kool-Aid Sprite mixture to create the Nuka-Cola Quantum. It was absolutely beautiful when poured into the bottle, which I had rigged up to also glow from underneath. Great times. That's amazing. Oh, that's so fun. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You listeners are so creative. Oh. Uh, that's amazing. That and that is totally like all of that is stuff that like I can like see Annie like making mental notes yes. for like doing all of this in the future. <laughs> yes, this is this is like if I had a, a party planning business, it would specifically be this. <laughs> <laughs> Only nerdy type things and puns uh, a, puns aplenty. <laughs> but yeah, I love this. And it, please, listeners, keep sending in your your party ideas, your nerdy party ideas. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. All day, every day. Oh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. Or you can get in touch with us via social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All three places, our name is at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 